Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. When I tell you, Raider Nation, we're coming in hot. I mean, we're coming in hot here in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. DeMond Cotton back behind the wheels of steel. Your boy Q here for you with the next three hours, man. We're excited. Can't wait to bring you what we had to bring to you on today's show. It's loaded like every day's show. But this is this today, for me at least, feels like almost a warm-up, almost like an appetizer to what next week's going to be when we're in Arizona broadcasting from the Phoenix Convention Center preparing for everyone for Super Bowl 57. Today I was at, a, at Allegiant Stadium early this morning, probably got there about 8.30. They had the Shrine Bowl Media Day going on. And so a lot of people say, well, what is the Shrine Bowl Media Day? All the players are in attendance, most of them. There's about 160 players that have been participating all week that have been taking instructions from the Patriots coaching staff, taking instructions from the Falcons coaching staff, and just really trying to to hone in on their craft, trying to improve their stock for the upcoming NFL draft. But also, it's the Shriners Bowl. It's, so it's the, it's the longest-running all-star showcase, 98th annual Shriners Bowl. So it's, it's, it's really a big deal. And so today, a lot of the patients were out there, a lot of the directors that, that uh, you know, put a lot of work behind the scenes, marketing guys, and, of course, the players were out there. It's just it's a lot of fun to be a part of. We were out there last year, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, and our sister station as well, ESPN Las Vegas. Same thing this year. So I was out there representing r and of course, Willie Ramirez was out representing ESPN Las Vegas, and uh, we were able to talk to a bunch of people. Uh, we were able to see a lot of things, participate in, uh, in the West Coast wheelchair games. That's what it was called, uh, the wheelchair race. I came in second. I cheated, but I came in second. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So that was a lot of fun. My man Alec, who beats everybody in the wheelchair race, and I actually got a chance to talk to him. You'll hear that conversation later on the show today. He beats everybody. Uh, he, he called me out. In the conversation, he called me out and said that I, I want to see you in that wheelchair right now. No, actually, he said, see me in that wheelchair. So when, DeMond, when Alec called you out, I mean, you got to go for it, right? I mean, there, you just, I can't say no. Yeah, you being the competitor that you are. I don't even think your mic's on, dude. Yeah, you're right. Hey, welcome back, dude. Hey, man, got to get used to the studio, man. You're going for two days, you're losing. I mean, man, I don't know. You, you leave for two days, and it's like starting all over. You got to learn to walk again. New board and all. But, hey, man, you being the competitor that you are, you know, I can't see you backing down from any challenge. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I mean, especially when uh, – and I told him, too, because uh, I said, look, uh, the guys for the radio station, Willie actually started. You know Willie. He's like you. He's always hitting the weights and everything, so he's always trying to be the tough guy. So he was like, man, we all should, uh, we all should get in these wheelchairs. And I'm, I'm talking just like Willie. We all should get in these wheelchairs and uh, have a race. And I was like, oh, that's cute and all, but uh, no, I'm good. You know, because I know that that's, that's a lot of work, man. You know, you don't just get in a wheelchair and just glide. Like, it's not it's not the easiest thing to do. And on the turf. And Ooh. on the turf, right. So I was like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm good. And so I told him this. I told Alec this in the in the conversation that we were having. I was like, yeah, this guy over there, Willie, wants to, wanted us to get into these wheelchairs and actually race. I said, you tell him, man, that he don't lift enough. Because that's what he was saying about the players. He was like, oh, they don't lift enough to compete with me. And, of course, these are... Big-time players that are going to be in the NFL. You know, most of them are going to be in the NFL uh, coming up in, in the end of April. They get drafted or, or be uh, undrafted free agents. But there's going to be a lot of those guys, about 160 dudes that were out there. There's going to be a lot of them that will be on NFL rosters. So it's kind of funny him saying that uh, – A that, 50-year-old man who just had re- <laughs> knee replacement surgery is saying that these young athletes can't lift with him? No, 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 oh. no. No, Alec. <laughs> oh, okay. Alec said <laughs> that, the, the, that the NFL or the, the football players don't lift enough. They're not strong enough okay. to compete with him and so I I thought I was being funny so I told Alec I said tell that guy that he don't lift enough and he looked at me and goes no Q you don't lift enough he he flipped the script on your boy like he got me well you don't no I don't (laughs) but I'm like I'm trying to be on his side to go ahead and let him you know pile in on on Willie and he flips it and decides to pile on me it's kind of like you and your wrestling thing right when your tag team partner all of a sudden you go to tag him and they're like no 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 not today. Hit you with the swerve. Yeah, decide to swerve off on you. You're on your own, Jack. That's what that's what Alec did to me. So then, well, when he said, hey, you need to see me in that wheelchair, I had to go do it. And so uh, I was getting smoked. I mean, badly. And if you follow me on Twitter, at your boy Q254, you can actually see the race. Someone, someone hit us up and said, 
oh, man, DeMond won. And I was like, DeMond definitely wasn't there. They thought you were Alec. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I well, said, it's just nice to be mentioned. I mean, hey, you know, they spelled your name wrong, though, so I had to correct them how to spell your name. Well, so. you know what? That, that's cool, too. It you know, Just to be thought of. There you go. There you go. So uh, I said, no, I came in second, but, you know, obviously I needed a little bit of help. And so, well, you know, hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So uh, it was a lot of fun out at Allegiant Stadium. Tomorrow this show will actually come to you live from Allegiant Stadium in preparation for the Shrine Bowl. You can get your tickets right now, $19. That's it. $19, right? I mean, how, how often are you going to get inside Allegiant Stadium for 19 bucks? It's not going to happen very often. It really won't. So uh, check it out, SrineBowl.com. We gave out a bunch of tickets. We gave out the grand prize where uh, club seats and also an autographed football. I actually brought the autographed football back to the radio station today. I tried to hustle another one for the studio, but they ran out. So, mm. you know, maybe I'll try it tomorrow. You know me, man. Hey, the worst I can say is no, right? <laughs> hey, you got an extra one for the studio? Oh, uh, let's and they looked to their credit. They oh, did okay. look, but they didn't find one. So there's that. So they we didn't get a, a, an extra autograph football. But uh, our guy Wayne, who was the grand prize winner, he's going to get hooked up with that autograph football that I did bring back to the radio station for him. So it was a fun day out at Allegiant Stadium. It's been a busy day already, and we ain't even got to the show yet, right? I mean, it just that's just the beauty of it, and that's how next week is going to be. It is going to be hell on wheels, right? I mean, it's just going to be one of those things. You wake up in the morning, you uh, brush your teeth. Rinse, rinse out your mouth, maybe throw some mouthwash in, and then go. There is, no, there is no, hey, let's ease into this. No, it's just boom, full throttle, hair on fire. Dip your hair into, or head into a tank of gasoline and light it up with a match. It's on, right? That's what it's going to be next week. So today was kind of like a little pre-test to make sure I'm ready, make sure my body's in shape. And speaking of Willie, here comes Willie. Come on in here, Willie. Come on in here, Willie Will. Hold on, here comes Willie. Is he okay? Here comes Willie. Come on in here, Willie. Step up to one of these beautiful new mics that we have here in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Willie was my tag team partner. He was out there representing ESPN Las Vegas today. We were just talking about the Shrine Bowl and our activities and uh, and our West Coast wheelchair race that we had that I came in second because I cheated. Well, that you know, you could call West Coast. I prefer to just throw it up and say West Side uh, wheelchair race. <laughs> it was called at the event. It was called the West Coast wheelchair. I know, but when you stepped in, <laughs> it turned into West Side uh, because you know I I was rolling and Alex was talking. He was the. The dude was looking back at me, saying, uh, "Yeah, don't don't even put that much energy. Don't 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 waste your energy." <laughs> oh, he was, he was trash talking. And then peripheral vision, all I see is Q's wheels. Dude, they were flying, Damon, and and his hands couldn't keep up with it. Why? Because someone was behind him pushing the wheelchair. But the th- to my credit, mm-hmm. at least I was moving my hands, like looking, making the motion. I, I was ad libbing. Who did yeah. you get to push you? Who who conspired who with you? Who cares? You, you just pointed at a random person. No, no, it was a random cat, right? It, it was a it was a it was a Shriners children. It was two two Shriners children's dad. So See, he, he happened to be there at the event. Yeah, and he had an eagle shirt on, so he said, "Fly, Eagles, fly!" And yeah. he decided he wanted to help me fly, but he got behind remember me. Remember that dance about? <laughs> remember that dance like around 2012, 13, tomorrow, where they was doing like this? It wasn't, it wasn't called the wheelchair; it was something else. They <laughs> was doing like this. That's what he looked like. That's exactly That's what, what I looked like. like. Talking about the cat daddy. The cat daddy. That's what it was. The cat daddy. <laughs> there you go. Hey. Cat daddy for a cat daddy, right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. I'm good. So I came in second. Alec won. Alec's going to beat everybody. But yeah. how, we were just talking about the event. How much fun was that to be out there and just see all the players that want to get to the next level, like DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's actually from here, you know, Bishop Gorman alum, and being able to talk to some UNLV guys and then also know us for a good cause as well. Yeah, it, 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 I didn't know what to expect. You know, I've been to so many media days in, in, in my career, 30-plus years, and um, – I think more than anything that I got out of interviewing some of these cats from, uh, you know, Austin Ajake and yeah. DTR, but then a couple of the guys from Arkansas who who played uh, on the same squad that uh, when Barry Odom was there, um, their appreciation for playing in a game that is recognized for so much off the field as it is on mm-hmm. in 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 how it benefits the uh, the Shriners Children's and the hospitals itself and. Uh, and and just listening to their passion about the kids, you know what I mean, and and sort of just being there and talking to them and the different events the past few days and seeing the kids through every every single day, um, it, that that was cool for me. Yeah, it was was seeing these young men, yep. um, you know, talk about that just as much as they were talking about being in the game and and not just showcasing their talents. Yeah, that's what they're there for, you know, and and being a part of uh, rosters where the Patriots and the uh, the Falcons coaching staffs are going to be coaching. 
But just listening to their, their the genuinity that came from them in in talking about the kids, uh, the Shriners children, that was cool for me. Yeah, no, it was. It was a lot of fun, and I was out there last year, and so I kind of had an idea of what to expect this year. But every year, you know, being able to talk to patients, being able to talk to people behind the scenes, players, everything, it's a whole lot of fun. So hopefully you had a great time out there. Yeah, no, there was one kid. I know you talked to a patient. Um, one of the representatives was walking around with this young man, and he came and sat down. Um, um Gosh, I can't think. Hunter Gully, I think, was his okay. name, and and I recorded it, and hopefully we'll have it on on our sister station on ESPN with yeah. uh, Kofi and Company. But young man from Kentucky, and he had two knee. It was he was in the weightlifting room, had two kneecaps and both fibulas. I think he said shattered. Wow. And um, he had just kind of no. It was funny because I he he said, yeah, you know, you hear the word shrine, shriner. You're not sure what they are, but I said, yeah, you're familiar with the red fez hat, right? Yeah, the, the red, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, yeah, exactly. And he said, but then to be a part of this family that they embrace you and see what the hospitals and and the doctors and everything they provide for you, and just knowing I was able to get back on the football field and now have a chance to play college football. He's from Kentucky. Wow, um, that was a cool interview. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I talked to a young man, Parker, who was. Was a really cool cat. He was a basketball player, football player, and just having the opportunity to be out there, and, and you know, he was real appreciative too. And they're they're real cool, man. When you get to know these guys, they're really yeah. cool. So when you hear their stories, and it, one, it humbles you, you know, yep. because you realize that you're in. Even when you're having a bad day, you're having a probably better day than a lot of these cats are having. But uh, just it, it was good to be out there. So I, I really appreciate it, and I thought you did a hell of a job out there as well. So good job. I appreciate it. Yeah. So. You know we're gonna we're gonna be playing those interviews over the next couple of days. I know yep. you have some stuff that you're gonna be playing, yep. so it was a good time. And uh, you know if if you want to go watch some football and 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 have your proceeds go to it, the tickets are are inexpensive. Yep. Go to ShrineBowl.com. Check it out tomorrow at Legion Stadium. Boom! There it is. Willie is a, a, a walking billboard. There he is. That is slick, Willie. Willie Will. Willie Ramirez. Third place, Willie. <laughs> no, big thanks to my man, Willie Ramirez, who was out there, like I said, representing ESPN Las Vegas. A lot of fun. Really a lot of fun. Can, can I ask tell. you another question yeah, about being out it. there today? Yeah. I saw a tweet yesterday, and it really piqued my interest. Uh, there were WWE scouts out there as well. Did you uh, happen to run into any of these guys? I do not know who the WWE scouts are. Yeah, but they were out there at the Shriners Bowl. Because well, I'm sure they were. Yeah, it's there. I heard there was over 600 something scouts out there in general. I just th- I just find that so compelling that the WWE, because <laughs> obviously everybody who's at the Shrine Bowl yeah. isn't going to make it to the league, right? And it's just, hey, young man, you know, hey, you can't make it an offensive lineman. You could be a you could be a wrestler. You can be a superstar. There you go. Hey, whatever works. Whatever works, but no, there was a lot of scouts. I was talking to one guy, and he told me there was over 600-something scouts that had been there over the course of the week. So uh, a lot of good stuff that happened with uh, with the Shrine Bowl. Uh, a lot of folks were staying at the Luxor that came from out of town, and they were all there at Allegiant Stadium today. So a lot of good fun. So anyway, that was that was my morning. Now let's get, of course, that was uh, that was some of the, the big news and stuff, of the, the big uh, goings-ons that happened in the world of sports today. Obviously, we heard the big news about Tom Brady retiring, and it sounds like officially this time, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. Coming up on the show today at 2.30, John McClain, GallerySports.com. Normally, he joins us on Tuesdays. He has been joining us on Mondays. He has to join us at 2.30 today, and that's okay. We'll talk to John McClain, GallerySports.com, all things NFL. We'll start off with Tom Brady. That'll be at 2.30. 3 o'clock, Eric Galco, Director of Football and Player Personnel for the Shrine Bowl. I caught up with them at Allegiant Stadium, right? I'm there. Instead of him having to call in and all that other good stuff and and have him on like we normally do, he's been on every single Wednesday at 3 o'clock for like the last four or five weeks, which has been awesome. Uh, I got a chance to catch up with him a little bit earlier at Allegiant, so you'll hear that conversation coming up at 3 o'clock. Willie talked about some of the folks that I got to talk to. DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He is the young man from Bishop Gorman High School, went to UCLA, and, well, now he's going to be entering into the NFL draft, and some team's going to select him. Who's it going to be? I don't know. I will say this. Coach Belichick and the Patriots coached him up all week long. He was at, uh, at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I know the Raiders need a quarterback. Not saying that he's going to be the guy. Not going to say that. I think he's a guy that, you know, any team, whoever gets him, is going to have to sit him for a little while and try to develop him. But he is a guy that intrigues me. I'll tell you that. So DTR, I got a chance to catch up with him. You'll hear that conversation at 3.30. And then my man Alec. Remember I said that Alec punked me into the wheelchair? Yeah, the wheelchair race. Uh, you'll, hear, you'll hear that conversation with Alec, and he's pretty much the face and voice of Shrine Bowl, right? And, and anytime you see a Shrine Bowl commercial, a Shriners Children's Hospital commercial, 
uh, you always see Alec, and he's been around the the, the game. He's been around the, the hospital, obviously, for a very long time. And he even says it's so funny uh, in the interview that you'll hear coming up around 3.30. He says, yeah, I've been around this since I was a little guy. He's still a little guy, right? But it's just funny because he was like, I was a little guy then, but he's really grown. He's been on NFL Network. He's been on ESPN. Uh, he wants to be a broadcaster. He even put his GM hat on a little bit while I was talking to him. So you'll hear that conversation, a really good, fun, in-depth conversation with uh, Alec from the, the Shrine Bowl, Shriners Children's Hospital, coming up around 3.30, along with DTR from UCLA and Bishop Gorman High School. 4 o'clock, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports. She'll join us to talk all things UNLV. They had their signing class today. Uh, she was part of that. I know Steve Cofield from our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, was as well. Barry Odom signed 18 guys. Man, that's a pretty big class. Uh, they already had some guys that they signed in their initial early signing period, but Barry Odom's bringing in some guys, and I noticed a couple uh, uh, LSU transfer mm-hmm. on defense. Uh, a, a young man from Lake Travis, a quarterback from Lake Travis in uh, in Texas. Of course, they put out quarterbacks, so he looks like he has a pretty interesting class, man. What'd you think? I'm sold. Once I saw a defensive end that was a former LSU commit, where yeah. it's like, hey, come on now, he all that SEC talk when they first signed him, he's going to have a pipeline to the SEC, and I'm like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Now I see it. So <laughs> hey, It didn't take much to sell you, right? You just had to see a little bit. Yeah, that's all they say. I'll believe it when I see it. Now that he's shown me, I'm all in. There you go, and your UNLV Running Rebels now winners of three straight after the victory over Colorado State. They blew them out. Even the final score didn't really dictate what it was. They blew them out. It wasn't even close. They won three straight now. I'm back in to saying that they could win the Mountain West. Oh, Maybe not the regular season, but that tournament? You are so back and forth. Oh, man. Q, all it takes is a little bit of success and I'm back in. I was at the Reno game and I had the time of my life because they beat UNR. Come on, that was good stuff, Q. Were you there? You weren't there, but come on. No, I wasn't you, there. You were there eating at a nice steakhouse <laughs> instead. I was. I absolutely was. You're, you're right about that. And uh, check it out the game. But, yeah, definitely uh, at a cool steakhouse that, that night. That was a lot of fun. So we'll talk all things UNLV with Paloma Villacana coming up at 4 o'clock. And then at 4.30. And then at 4.30. Let me pause for the calls one time. Man, I'm excited about – there's not a whole lot of interviews I get super, super excited about. Like, I think this is next-level stuff. I remember when I was in Central Texas, I got real fired up when we had Ice Cube calling the show. Oh, that was great, especially being in Central Texas, and, and nobody thought, oh, yeah, Q, you're not going to be able to pull Ice Cube. And I was like, I got this. And Ice Cube called in. That was fantastic, right? I got super excited about that. This is even better, bigger and better. I'm so excited about that. The one and only Gary Payton is going to call into the show. Gary Payton, the Hall of Famer. Gary Payton, the NBA champion. Gary Payton, the guy who is going to be a coach at the Celebrity All-Star Game that I'm going to be playing in on Saturday. I don't know whose team I am on, but DeMond, I'm just going to say right now, I think I need to be on Gary Payton's team. I just, I'm just saying. I think I need to make sure I'm on that, that guy's team. Yeah, I'm sure you can make that happen as soon as you get there and just say, hey, uh, sw- swap jerseys with me, swap teams, make it happen. Look, man, look, he's from the town, you know, town. We all got it. We, five and dime, you know, Bay Area. We got all the roots, man. I mean, look, we used to go to the Coliseum, and when the Warriors stunk, We'd go there. It's like, oh, Gary Payton's coming to town. Let's go. Let's go watch the game. Let's go watch the game. I told my friend Erica, my real good friend that we used to go to the game with all the time. Uh, I told her, I said, hey, Gary Payton's calling the show, and she just uh, texted back and said, oh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, she was like, I'm so obsessed, and I was like, I get it, I get it. But yeah, we used to go to the game all the time and have our GP jerseys on. It, this is going to be a big deal. Gary Payton is calling the show at 4.30. That's going to be a lot of fun. He's calling in to talk about the Celebrity All-Star game that's going on that we have tickets to give out to on Saturday. But I, I might just Gary Payton out. I mean, like, we just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to have some, oh, good old Bay Area Oakland fun when it comes to uh, Gary Payton. Remember I mean, when? That's that. <laughs> that's, Remember that one time? Hey, man, that's town business all day, man. I'm just saying, that's town biz all day. I mean, this dude's been in, I don't know how many people's hip-hop songs, 40, Too Short, you know, talking about... Uh, bowling at Gary Payton's house or, or you know, too short, shouting him out in the song. So many different references that Gary Payton's been a part of. And I'll tell you this, Devon, this is funny, and I'll, I'll say this to Gary as well. When I played all the time, right, my boy Corey, whenever, you know, you're out there talking trash when you're, you know, on the court and everything, we'd be out there talking trash, and somebody would, you know, either score, I don't know, they'd do something where they thought it was something, and, and all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I'm going to D this cat up, right? So Corey would be like, put that GP on him, Q. Put that GP on him. And what that meant, if you don't know, that meant you get down in that stance, you look up at him, you chew the gum real hard. That's the reason why I played basketball and chew gum was because of Gary Payton. And then you just kind of roll your neck. You got to roll your neck. You know when I say you got to have something in your neck? You got to roll your neck. It's just it's a look. And, and if you go back and look, Gary gave that look to Michael Jordan in the finals. 
he uh, he he was in the they were in the middle of the court. You go back and look for that picture, and he's chewing his gum real hard. He's kind of got his head cocked to the side a little bit, but his his neck is rolling. That's when, and he gets down in that stance where he's like, "I'm about to pick your pocket. I'm about to take that ball from you." Whenever the game got real, my boy Corey would always say that. Q, put that GP on him, man. Put that GP, and we took pride in that. We took pride in knowing how to do that. So uh, I'm excited about this uh, this this conversation we'll have with GP coming up at four thirty. I'll definitely ask him about. Putting that uh, that GP on him and, and and where that came from. You pull that picture yet? You see that picture yet? I mean, I'm looking at a couple of them, but I don't. I can't see I'll, that exact. I'll show you. I'll show you in, in the commercial break and, and see if you uh, you understand what I'm talking about. But those are the guests that we have coming up on the show today. John McClain in a few minutes coming up at two thirty. Eric Galco, director of football at three. DTR and Alec around three thirty. Paloma Villacana, Fox Five Sports at four. And the Hall of Famer, Gary Payton, closing things out at 4.30. We are locked and loaded, Raider Nation. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So as we all know, the morning really got started. I woke up this morning. It's so funny, Damon. I had just I had done my podcast for the day, right? I always do the podcast. I always release it super early in the morning for, for reasons like this. I release it at midnight, right? For reasons like this. When you wake up, you want to make sure that you're still current. And if you're not current on the news, at least you already had the show up, right? So that's the reason why I put the show up so early. Make sure it's available first thing in the morning. 12.05, it's always available. So... I had talked about on the podcast what the Raiders should do with the quarterback position because that's obviously one of the biggest questions that they have, if not the biggest question they have moving forward. We found out that Derek Carr is going to the Pro Bowl. That kind of, you know, that kind of messed things up a little bit, or it seems like it could have messed things up or put a monkey wrench in, in the plans that the Raiders had, you know, because now he's going to be playing in the flag football game in Allegiant Stadium this upcoming weekend. So there's that. But someone had asked me straight up, okay, Q, what do you want? the Raiders to do? What do you think the best idea for the Raiders to do at the quarterback position? And I had finally settled in, and, and it's fo- so funny. Maybe I should have done this weeks ago, and we could have got this resolution. I finally settled in on, all right, Tom Brady, and then draft C.J. Stroud, and let C.J. Stroud you know, sit for a year, maybe two at the most, behind Tom Brady, and, and just go from there. Because I don't think that a, a rookie quarterback could just start day one. I just don't. With the, with the players that they have around them, I just don't see that happening. And I don't see Jarrett Stidham as much as I like what he brought to the table. I don't see him starting day one either. So I said that. That was option A. Lo and behold, wake up this morning to about 18,000 notifications. Tom Brady decided to retire. I don't know if you got that sound. Do you have that sound? Or if you do, it's, it, it was, it, he put it out on social media. He put the Instagram post of, uh, uh, or Twitter post, whatever it was, uh, of him retiring. It's about 54 seconds. This is what Tom Brady had to say as he made his uh, a retirement official. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. So there he was, Tom Brady right there, short and sweet. That was a statement he put out on social media earlier today. And, you know, that kind of just made it official like a referee's whistle. And it's so funny. That was my option A, right? Brady and C.J. Stroud. Well, that's out. So now what? So what's next? So everyone said, everyone hit me up like, Q, I guess option A is out. Now where are you going to go? And, Damon, I really don't know. There's, there's other options out there. Aaron Rodgers immediately comes to mind. I had plenty of people text me and say, all right, is it all in on Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. As much as I would be good with that quarterback, the draft capital is something that bothers me, and obviously the salary bothers me. So if that's out of the plan, Brady's out, and C.J. Stroud, whoever they end up drafting. Now, I just said C.J. Stroud because I think that's the one I'm most comfortable with. What is your, what is, what is your plan? What, what, what do you see? I also just want to say it wasn't just your option, A. Max Crosby, when he was on Bussing with the Boys. Yeah. He also mentioned oh, Tom know. Brady. He was like, who wouldn't want to play with the GOAT? Yeah. So even some players on the team, I'm, I'm saying Max Crosby speaks for a couple of players on the team who have that same belief. Hey, if we can get Brady, next season's going to be the sky's the limit. 
So they're all going to have to regroup because Brady was option A. But for me, I think that you've got to get that quarterback in the draft. And I know, contrary to popular belief, people think in trading up. I do think that C.J. Stroud, or, or the big three of the quarterbacks, whichever one that the Raiders like, right. and it might not be, hey, your first choice, but I do think that somebody is going to be there, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, or if Bryce Young falls, somebody's going to be there at number seven. Well, I'll tell you what. We had a guy on yesterday talking about Will Levitz, and he did not have glowing reviews to say about him. I mean, he was complimentary to the point where, okay, he's he's a good leader, he works really hard, but you know, he also talked about he made bad decisions. Uh, he turned the ball over quite mm-hmm. a bit. I mean, to me, I was like, yeah, I wasn't, I, I was not impressed at all from anything that we heard from our guy, and he actually covers he covered Will Levitz with the Kentucky Sports Radio. So I was like, yeah, wasn't too fond of that, but. I don't know. I mean, so so now, what do you do? So what 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 is your next plan? I know people also don't want to hear this one as well, but I do think it's going to be Jimmy G. It's going to be Jimmy G. On I've like heard a, a two, lot of people three. say that. You know what? The morning tailgate they talk about Jimmy G. all the time, and I know Vinny saying that, and, and I heard Heidi say, "Well, look at his win loss record. Look at the damn team he had around him. How much of it was him, and how much of it was the team? It's all the team. Thank you." The Jimmy G ain't all that good. He's not, but who who else is going to be out there on well, the free agent market that exactly, you can bring in? I exactly. That's why I'm I'm out on Jimmy G. I'll tell you, like I said, I'm not trying to start beef with the morning show, but I'm out <laughs> on Jimmy G. They can they I know they pound the table for him. Jimmy G, Jimmy G. Heidi's a Niner fan, so maybe she's jaded. I don't know, but I, I'm out on Jimmy G. He's injured six, seven, eight games a year. What are you going to get from him? But an injury, and then you're what are you going to say? Well, Jared Stidham. That's why Jared Stidham's there. Well, then let him roll. If you're gonna, if you think that Jimmy G is the answer, and when he gets injured, and I say when because mm-hmm. he gets injured every year, then Jared Stidham should just take over. Well, hell, why don't you just go with Jared Stidham then? Why, why are we playing around? Why are we flirting with somebody else? Just, just settle it on down. I still think he's a little bit better than Stidham, but it's, it just comes to the point. Option A is off the table. Yeah. Option B is a little bit too expensive. Hey, it's like when you're driving around at night and you're like, oh, you can't eat there. That place is closed, and Taco Bell's open at two a.m. That's when, take your ass home. <laughs> That's when you need to take your ass home and decide, you know what, there's a better decision. Better decision than, than to go on out. So I ask you, Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. I know we don't have a lot of time for calls, but we'll take a couple real quick. 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. What do the Raiders need to do for the quarterback position? Brady's out, out of the question. What do the Raiders need to do now? What is the best plan in your mind. I heard someone call into the morning tailgate and say, strip it on down. Sell off everybody. And they were dead ass serious. And, and, and that, could be a, that could be a solution. I don't think that works here in Vegas, though. Mm-mm. I think that that would work somewhere else. But I don't think it's going to work here in Vegas because you have to have an attraction. You have to. You have to have something to sell to the people. Right? If you don't, then that's, that's going to be a problem. I, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be, you know, look, I ain't the brightest dude in the world. I'm just going off of what I feel. So I don't think you can strip it on down to the nuts and bolts and say, okay, uh, everyone's gone. Adams is gone. Waller is gone. Jacobs is gone. Renfro's gone. And get a bunch of draft picks and then start over from scratch. I don't think that that's appealing to anyone that's a Raider fan. I, I, just, I just don't see it. So I don't think that that is a realistic option. But if you believe it is, let us know about it. 702-365-9200. Also, our adobebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r What's your thoughts? We got Mike in Vegas up. Mike, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? If I'm kind of with you, Q, on we don't want to give up too much draft capital. But that being said, if we're going to give up draft capital, let's go with one of the kids coming out in the draft. Whether it, whether we move up to get him, if we're going to give it up, let's do that because then at least we're going to have him on a rookie contract that enables us to build other players. Jimmy G, Jimmy G's, in my opinion, He's The teams he's been on have won in spite of him, not because of him. Agreed. It's because the te- the other teams around him. Rodgers, we're going to have to give up too much draft capital, like you say, and then we're going to have to sign him to a lot of money, so it's going to hurt us, not just financially to be able to pay other players, but losing draft capital. Same with Lamar Jackson. He's a great option, but we're going to have to give up so much to get him. We're going to have to pay him so much that it's going to – it's going to hamper us farther down the road, not right now. So my, my thought is, if we give up the draft capital, we draft up and pull one of the kids out and let them roll, and we, still, we have Stidham. Put Stidham in a competition with, the, with who we draft, and best man wins the job. 
All right. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. We'll keep it moving. I know John McClain is coming up in just a few minutes. Let's go ahead and go out to Raider Mark and Henderson. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, too? What's up, DeMar? Hey, man. Uh, yeah, man. Roll with one of these young players, man, in the draft. Uh, you know, Jimmy G, you know, you, you convinced me, man. I, I was going to say maybe get him, but you convinced me not to get him. So uh, just move on the draft, get one of the, the kids, and let, let's roll. But we got to get free agency on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive line to show up. So, uh, yeah, grow up, get the young kid, and let's roll that way, man. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Raider Mark, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. And got a lot of feedback, man. Got a lot of texts coming in on the dobybroke.com text line. Of course, the phone line as well at 702-365-9200. What is your plan? What is your plan, Raider Nation? What do you think now that you know Brady's out? And I know a lot of Raider fans are excited. Hey, no Brady? Great, because they didn't want him anyway, so that's fine. Now you don't have to worry about him. So now what's next? Rodgers is the best quarterback out there available, but he's going to cost a lot of draft capital plus his salary. Stidham knows the system. He's already here. You saw what he did in the two-game sample size. Is that going to be good enough for Devontae? Is that going to be good enough to make the team competitive? You know the rookies are out there. Or there's other. I'm not even talking about that guy, Jimmy G. I don't want to even bring him up anymore because I don't think that that is even a good – I think that's a lateral move at best and not even a lateral move because he's not healthy. And if he's not healthy, then what the hell are we doing? So I'm, I'm out on him completely. But, again, if you want to try to convince me on him, fine. Like I said, the morning tailgate, I know they're, they're pretty high on him, but not this dude right here. 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up next, John McClain, gallerysports.com, Sports Radio 610. We'll start off talking Tom Brady and what his thoughts are on the Raiders situation at quarterback. We'll do it next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look around the NFL with John McClain from gallerysports.com and Sports Radio 610. Here's your boy Q. And John McClain joins us now on the phone lines from gallerysports.com and, of course, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. And, John, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. They always say the offseason is just as exciting as the NFL season, and I know we're not officially in the offseason, but kind of are in the offseason. And we find out this morning, Tom Brady, he put out a video on social media about him retiring, so Adam Schefter didn't retire him this time. It was Tom Brady who's actually retiring. What are your thoughts on, uh, on Brady going out after the season that he had and just the career that, that Brady had? He gave no indication that he was going to retire in the past when he considered he talked about his family. Then he changed his mind. Now that he's divorced, he can do anything he wants. I think it kind of caught people off guard. He threw more passes, completed more than any time in his history. So it's not like his arm ran out of gas. And uh, But I many people retire and make more money? He's going to make a lot more money. Working for Fox, $37.5 million a year. And I would imagine Fox will have him involved in the Super Bowl coverage in some capacity. Maybe, too, he like does interviews with the two quarterbacks. But I'm eager to see the next step in Tom Brady's life and career. Yeah, I am too. You know, and, and again, he had a hell of a career. Obviously, a first ballot Hall of Famer. That 2028 class is going to be loaded. Tom Brady, J.J. Watt, and others, <laughs> right? I mean, it's going to be a hell of a, a Hall of Fame and, and just got to give him a lot of props for the career. But, John, also, it kind of muddies the water for the offseason with all the quarterback movement, right? We talked about Brady. We talked about Rodgers. Derek Carr, obviously. Where is he going to end up? I mean, now all of a sudden, the, the pool got a little thinner. What are you thinking about the quarterback movement for the offseason now? And, Q, it's a good draft for quarterbacks. One of the teams got to decide, say the Jets. The Jets think they are a playoff team, but they need an experienced quarterback. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo would be perfect fits there. The Titans, you know, they're a playoff team. They've got Ryan Tannehill. They could use a veteran quarterback. They're not going to start over with a rookie with Derek Henry. 29 and coming off another great season. So I I could see Carr and Garoppolo ending up with those franchises. And if, if you're a bad team, of course, like the Houston Texans, you want to build with the young guys. So if the, vet, the veterans are not going to have a lot of opportunities, but all they need is two. 
to get those teams bidding against each other. Talking right now with John McClain from GalleriesSports.com and Sports Radio 610 in Houston here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And, you know, I'm glad we're talking about the quarterback position. We've had this debate around here a lot because, obviously, you know, the Raiders need a quarterback, and they're picking at number seven. You don't anticipate picking in the top ten. But, John, if you select a quarterback in the top ten, I mean, he's going to play sooner rather than later. But you've always told me if you start a rookie quarterback, it's not – He's not waving the white flag, but it's almost saying, like, hey, this is going to be not an experimental year, but we'll see you get the best out of him, but you can't expect a whole lot. So how do you think the Raiders approach this quarterback situation, not knowing who their guy is going to be? Do they want to trade up and get one of the top guys? People seem to think Will Levis of Kentucky is going to be drafted higher than his performance in college, which was certainly not worthy of a high number one pick. And you know how they fall in love with him in shorts and Yep. T-shirts, and it's like what they did in college, getting down. So we'll see them go up. A guy whose stock's going to be on the rise is Anthony Richardson from Florida. He's got great size and speed, a great arm. He's just raw. Uh, he'll go in the first round, but he's a guy that you're going to have to sit for a while. Everybody thinks because he hasn't had a lot of experience, but I think there's going to be five quarterbacks going the first round. By the time the scouting process is over, there could be somebody else that pops up. The thing about the Raiders, they're not a rebuilt team, so they need a veteran. Maybe they sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they draft one. But if you draft one, unless you're lucky, like, say, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, they went to good teams and had good records as rookies. But by and large, as you know, you're going to have to struggle with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, you really will. And the, the roster that the Raiders have, especially with Devontae Adams and right now Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs, assuming he's back, uh, doesn't look like a, a roster that's set up for a rookie quarterback just to slide in. I think a veteran is is the way to go. And I ask you all the time about Aaron Rodgers, and, of course, every year we hear about him going somewhere else, out of Green Bay, maybe being traded. Do you think that that's an option now, even a bigger option for other teams, multiple teams, now that Brady's off the market? Man, Q, it's going to be expensive to get him, not just in draft choices, but also he's due to make almost $60 million. Yeah. And that's a lot of money to take on. Would he redo the contract to help depth-wise? I don't know why he was. He's <laughs> supposed to get all that money this year. So it's going to be fun to watch the movement of the veterans. And I'm not sure what the Raiders do about Carr and that big contract. I don't see anybody taking on that contract. Maybe Derek would redo it, know where he wants to go, and uh, to play with a team that he might be able to return to the playoffs with. But if you want those guys to redo contracts that have been negotiated in good faith, you're going to have to give them a lot of upfront money with a long-term deal and have that signing bonus pro rated to drop the cap figure. And not a lot of those quarterbacks who are good want to do that. Certainly not Aaron Rodgers. Right, absolutely. Again, John McClain is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. On Tuesday, there was so much news that rolled out, and you mentioned Derek Carr. I've mentioned Derek Carr. He's going to the Pro Bowl, John. How awkward is that, that he's making his fourth Pro Bowl? It's this Sunday here in Vegas, and the Raiders don't want him, but they also don't want him to get injured. If he gets severely injured, they have to pay that money. Do you think we might see some movement sooner rather than later on that Carr situation? Well, if he, if he gets hurt basically playing – two hands anywhere, <laughs> then uh, it's not going to be career-ending. And I think that's amazing to me. Even stranger is Tyler Hundley had two touchdown passes for the Ravens is in the Pro Bowl. That tells you how many people backed away yep. and didn't want to go, and I don't blame them. I'm amazed they get anybody to go to the Pro Bowl without jacking up the price. Used to the Pro Bowl man a lot because players didn't get paid a lot of money. And they relished getting the money for the Super Bowl win or loss, and they relished for the Pro Bowl win or loss. But now it's not such a big deal. Well, you know, some other news that, that shook out on Tuesday, and I'm sure it got a lot of people around you very excited. The Houston Texans officially uh, hired D'Amico Ryans. He's returning home. How big is that? And, and from my understanding, he got a six-year deal, John. He did get a six-year contract when they hired Nick Casario, general manager two years ago, gave him a six-year 
contract. When Kyle Shanahan went to San Francisco, he got a six-year deal. There's something about adding that extra year that shows you're in for the long haul. People nationally have no clue about why the Texans fired David Culley and Lovey Smith, but their teams were awful. They got worse this year. The offense was pathetic. If they'd have been even mediocre on offense, Lovey Smith would still be here. But D'Amico coming here is one of the worst kept secrets I've ever seen. I've been writing and broadcasting <laughs> it for a week. He said it's his dream job, and he got married here. He's building a home here. His wife's from here. He's even started a home for wayward children here during the pandemic. So a lot of times, it's one of the three greatest moments in franchise history when the late Bob McNair was awarded the expansion franchise to replace the Oilers. And when they hired Gary Kubiak in 2006, hometown guy, two Super Bowl victories with the Broncos, people were pumped about that too. Yeah, it's exciting. It really is. And I'm happy for D'Amico. You know, he obviously did some great things with that 49er defense. But, John, he is that. He's a defensive-minded head coach. How important is it, is it for him to put together a hell of a staff that has a really sharp offensive mind on the side of, on the side of things as well, probably to work with, uh, you know, a, a brand-new quarterback, maybe Bryce Young? Well, that's what everybody here is hoping for. Still a long time to go in the scouting process. T.J. Stroud ultimately can be ranked ahead of Bryce Young, because people are so concerned about Young's size. But the one thing I believe now, I kind of thought they'd draft a quarterback and then a wide receiver with a 12th pick. Now I'm pretty sure they're going to take a defensive player with that 12th pick. And in San Francisco, he didn't have number one picks at linebacker or the secondary. He had three up front. So it makes me think there's a good chance that 12th pick they got from the Browns for Deshaun Watson will be a defensive lineman. They need help inside and outside. It's just a matter of who's available and who they want. Man, it just made that home a lot juicier. I just realized that. You're right. I mean, he is a defensive-minded guy, and he's going to try to build that defense up with Houston. I'm excited about that. That sounds like that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, John McClain is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. John, I just got a couple more questions for you. Sean Payton, he, uh, he's he's all of a sudden now the Broncos head coach. That news rolled out on Tuesday as well. They agreed to a, a trade with New Orleans for the head coach. How big is that for Russell Wilson and the Broncos? It's amazing to me all the differences in reports coming out on these things. And you never know for sure who's right or wrong because these teams will lie about it and they, as well as the coaches. But it's great for them. They get a give up a one and a two and they get a three. And he's in for the long haul. He's making, he'll be the second highest paid coach to Bill Belichick. He was holding out for 20 million teams, Texans interviewed him, but then they turned their attention to D'Amico Ryan after his Zoom interview blew up away. But it's great for the Broncos, and it should be good for Russell Wilson. If he's got something left, Sean Payton will bring it out. That's what I think. I When the news broke, I thought, man, uh, the AFC West has just got that much better, right? I mean, and we talked about it last offseason that the AFC West was going to be the best division of football, and it didn't shake out that way. But, John, Denver already has a strong defense. Like you mentioned, Russell Wilson, if they have anything left in the tank, if he has anything left in the tank, Sean Payton's going to be able to, to get it out of him and pull it out of him. How much more competitive do you think that that made the AFC West with that hiring of Payton? It might not happen right away because they're devoid of young talent, but they got a good defense. they got receivers. They need to improve the line in the running game. But you had a great coach to a franchise. It might show immediate results in 2024. Watch out. Right. It's going to be exciting. It really is. Well, John, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man. I always appreciate it. What do you got coming out on gallerysports.com that we should be on the lookout for? I've got it here on Gallery Sports. I've got D'Amico Ryan's all the time, and I just went spent time with 40 Hall of Famers in baseball and football at Reggie Jackson's annual charity golf tournament in Florida. Uh, Gallery Sports sponsored the Celebrity Dinner. I've got about 18 interviews on gallerysports.com and on my Twitter account. 
and uh, Q, thank you very much as always. Absolutely. I appreciate you, my man. Be safe out there, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Q. There he goes, John McClain, gallerysports.com, Sports Radio 610 with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. When we come back, we'll get to your calls. We'll get to your text, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com. Text line 69187, keyword r This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Many thanks to John McClain, gallerysports.com, Sports Radio 610. Join us in the last segment, talk all things NFL. Got a lot to get to in a short amount of time. Coming up just around 3 o'clock, Eric Galco, Director of Football and Player Personnel for the East-West Shrine Bowl game. I had a chance to talk to him earlier today. You'll hear that conversation. I'll come up just after 3 o'clock. But Raider Nation, we want you to get a chance to chime in on the show as well at 702-365-9200. Dobiebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword r Blowing up, man. The text line is really blowing up, talking about what's next. Brady's out. A lot of people are happy that Brady was already is out, but... Be that as it may, that was an option that was on the table that's no longer there. So what do the Raiders do with their quarterback position? Because now your guess is as good as mine. Mailman Raider said, Q, in my opinion, if you're going to trade the farm away, you do not do it for maybe three years of Aaron Rodgers. You do it for a young buck like Stroud. As cool as Aaron Rodgers would be, it's not worth it. The front office has already said they want to be a contender in the long future. Rodgers is just the near. That's Mailman Raider on our Broke.com text line. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Jim from Yonkers said, I feel like the last few GM coach combos have created problems that they did not need to do. Del Rio is the only coach lately that had a better record his first year than the coach that they got fired. No Rodgers. Too much to give up and too much money. Can't go with Stidham or Jimmy G. Who was left? Baker? This feels like it's blowing up in their faces. If you go with the rookie and go 7-10 or 8-9, you can't fire another coach again. Car to Stidham and a rookie, dysfunctional franchise. 55 years old, 50 years a fan. Give me a heads up the next time you list all the quarterbacks between a Gannon and Carr. I have my six-pack ready. Thank you, Q and D, for a great show. And that's the reality of it when it comes to being a Raider fan, man. And that's the reality of, of you know, of my life. My, uh, you know, really my whole, the sweet spot, right? They, they call the sweet spot of your life, right? I mean, everything between the Super Bowl trip in 2002 until until D.C. took over in 2014, and now, you know, this will be the first time that the Raiders have questions at the quarterback position because they don't have Derek Carr. I mean, it's, there's a long laundry list of, of quarterbacks. Nobody wants to go back into that carousel. That is the one thing that nobody wants to do, and I'm hoping that that is not the plan. I mean, that, that just, in my opinion, cannot be the plan. That's, that's got to be one of those that there's just no way you go in that direction. But uh, right now, from everyone on the outside looking in, there's a, bu- there's a lot more questions than there are answers. Let's hear from our guy, Matt. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Matt? What's up, guys? I got my opinion on this quarterback thing. And okay. to be totally honest with you, I don't think we're in a very good situation. I'll give you my opinion. You might disagree with it. I don't think this is a really great draft class in terms of quarterbacks. Everybody likes C.J. Stroud, but if you look at the history of Ohio State quarterbacks, history backs up the fact that they usually don't translate well to the NFL. Bryce Young is, is undersized. And Will Levitz has his own issues. So now you look at the, the veterans. Tom Brady's off the board now. Garoppolo I do like. I kind of disagree with you. I like Garoppolo because he has one stat on Derek Carr that, that is his most underrated stat and nobody ever talks about. He's a winner, and Carr was a loser. And I'd say that in terms of overall career record. You, right. could, say that he had a better, you could say that he had a better team around him. But you don't, you don't just put it in cruise control and win an NFL game. Jimmy Garoppolo played in the Super Bowl. Okay, that gotcha. doesn't just happen. That the, the the guy's a little bit of a winner. Okay, and 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 that's what I like about him over Carr. Now, I'm, I'll finish this by saying we may be better off sticking with Stidham or going with Garoppolo than the big money stuff. You trade you trade away your whole draft for for Rodgers and stuff like that. But I'll finish with a question. First of all, um, I don't know if you've been hearing. David Carr, Derek's brother, brother he's yeah. getting a little too cute. He's getting a little too cute with his mouth. He needs a smack. If he was my, my mother was around him, he needs a smack. He's getting a little too cute with his words. <laughs> That's the first thing with him. Okay? But I want my opinion, my question to you guys is, what is the best-case scenario here with Derek Carr and the worst-case scenario coming up with how we depart from him? Uh, I would say, thank you for the call, my man. I would say the, the best-case scenario is that the Raiders find a way to trade him. Uh, come to some kind of agreement and trade him and get something back. Uh, the worst case scenario is that they have to release him this week because they don't want him to go into the Pro Bowl with an opportunity to injure himself and have to pay that money that they didn't want to have to pay him while they sat him down the last two games of the regular season. I think the situation with him making the Pro Bowl, that's a tip of the cap to him 
I mean, for uh, you know, personally for him, that's great. That's 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 positive. But you know, I think that that made that complicated, that muddied the waters a little bit when it came to the Raiders' decisions, what they have to do sooner rather than later. I just my gut feeling tells me that they're ultimately going to have to release him sometime this week. But that's just my gut feeling. Maybe there's something going on in the background that I don't know. Maybe he signs a waiver that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. I'm not in the front office. I'm not uh, that kind of guy. I don't know any of that stuff. What do you think, Devon? Uh, I think that the best case scenario, they get at least a first round pick for him in whatever trade scenario that could That's be out not there. Happening. Well, I'm just saying, he said he asked, he asked the question. I was giving him my answer for it. Uh, but are you giving a realistic a- answer or are you giving a, a, a just an answer? The best case scenario, <laughs> Q. Come on. <laughs> okay. Worst case scenario, he trips and falls at the Pro Bowl and the Raiders owe him all that money. That's the worst <laughs> case scenario. Hey, I'm just kidding, man. Raider Fish and Berkeley, you're up next, brother. What's on your mind, dude? Oh, man. Hey. I got a four-step plan, all right? I'm trying to blitz through it. Just just hear me out, okay? Hot damn me. Just hear me out. Step one, trade the seven, okay, this year and get an additional first and second rounder next year. Two, draft the best O-line and defensive line player, defensive players for, with your first four picks this year. Three, ball out to your fallout with your in-house quarterback and try to F around and make the playoffs. You might. And four, trade now if you still feel like you need a quarterback you got two first rounders and two second rounders you trade your ass up and get drake mays or caleb williams if you don't need a quarterback then you got a lot of ammunition to play with show up show out and i'll just win baby when you go out that's actually not a bad idea (laughs) it's not a bad idea i'm all for and i've said it from jump i said it from day one i'm all for the raiders dedicating a whole lot of draft capital to that defense and still bolstering the offensive line. I had someone tell me that the offensive line doesn't need bolstering. P.S. It does. Yes, the, they, they got the number one rusher in the league. I get that. Yes, Josh Jacobs was that dude. He him, right? Yes, you're absolutely right. But that offensive line still needs some work. So if they were to do that and just roll with Stidham, if Raider Nation would be happy with, with Stidham and, and see what they got, or maybe whatever the case may be, maybe you sign a veteran, maybe you're comfortable with Jimmy G just because I'm not doesn't mean that I'm right. Then, then, then maybe that's what it is. I just don't know how attractive that'll be come the first game of the season. I don't know how fired up Raider Nation will be, but we'd love to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Coming up, Eric Galco, Director of Football and Player Personnel. Talk to him at the Shrine Bowl a little earlier. Uh, we'll get to that conversation on the other side, plus a couple more of your calls and texts. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.